starts now. Welcome to Newsnight. In the next 60 minutes, minority in parliament vows to fiercely resist any attempt by government to introduce any new taxes in the 2024 budget as they claim finance minister intends to raise an estimated 12 billion CDs in revenue next year. But we have told him that we think that the people of Ghana have been taxed so much. The tax burden already is very, very high. And so it will be inappropriate to come with new taxes. Rather, the minister should look at cost cutting in terms of expenditure. We'll get to hear from the majority who is pushing for the rationalization of the public sector payroll as he questions government expenditure on the overly large public sector. Government payroll, people in civil service, public service, how much are we spending as a nation on them? Is it justifiable? As we see, you go to you go to La Côte d'Ivoire. People in public service less than two hundred thousand. We'll get to hear from the majority leader on this. Meanwhile, in the last few minutes, base pay on the single spine salary structure has been increased by 23% across board from January to June 2024 and 25% for the rest of the year for 2024. Meanwhile, minimum wage also up by 22%. I'm happy to report to you that in some few minutes past, after a very uh, difficult meeting, taking the current state of the economy into consideration that the national base pay be increased. We have details also tonight. Health Minister Kwekwajimanmen once again assures without concrete backing, work on the La General Hospital will commence soon without providing any specific date. All parties of the contract have shown a very clear willingness and commitment to work. And we trust that this project will be carried out in earnest and completed within the 24-month duration as originally stated. But how soon is soon because the minister said this in 2021? Since the ministry does not control that activity, it will be difficult for me to give a very specific point in time. All I can say is that it will be very soon. Join News Tracker coming up, plus more from Parliament where NDC MPs have been tearing into the minister's statement as empty. Clearly, government is even uncertain about when the project is even going to start. There was no real intention to construct this hospital. Statement fails to inspire hope. It fails to inspire confidence in the people of love. And much later on Newsnight. Why are most of our roads in such deplorable states? Why do we keep going to the IMF? The massive uncontrolled corruption is suffocating the nation and it's as if there are no checks. Some steal our money through the banks as if we have no government, as if we do not have people to be in charge. 
We'll get to hear from the Ghana Catholic Bishops Conference as they bemoan massive uncontrolled corruption while leadership is caught ball watching. We have business. A significant decline in food stock prices pushed October inflation rate 35.2 percent. Dead drop for the second half of this year. And in sports, after only three months in charge, Hearts of Folk have lost faith in their head coach, Martina Scoopman. We'll tell you why. We have that and more in this evening's edition of News Night live on Joy 99.7 FM here in Accra and Kumasi on Love 99.5 FM affiliates across Ghana's 16 regions. We are on Facebook. We are on myjoyonline.com. Do join us with your thoughts and comments. It's via WhatsApp 055 I am MFA Apau. And my name is Evans Mensah. And let's start with a big story that uh, was breaking in the last uh, hour or so. And if you're in the public sector, you'll be happy to hear this. If you're in the private sector, you tell me. Uh, but the base pay has gone up and the minimum wage is also going to go up. So what we know and now from the last few minutes we've been hearing on Top Story as well, at least government has agreed with Labour uh, to give them a 23% across the board from January uh, to June 2024. That's 23%. That's the base pay. And then 25% for the rest of the year, 2024. We also know that minimum wage has also gone up by 22%. You've been interacting uh, with Labour, also with government, amongst others on this. Um, we, we know it's taking effect in January. In January, so they, they explained just a short while ago that the reason why they have to stagger it, so you're going to get a 23% from January uh, to June, is because there's an IMF uh, condition that we mm. cannot go beyond. Uh, if we go beyond, we'll be exceeding a certain threshold that will mean we'll not qualify for that tranche at that time. So they had to sort of give the increase minus the 2%. So mm-hmm. they just barely meet the IMF condition. And then post the receiving of the tranche and then you get the two percent which which is really what went into the conversation around staggering it for 23 percent and then get the two percent after uh, june because mm-hmm. by then government is hoping that they would have received the the next uh, release of the money and then they will have to now increase it and then hope to fight the battle later in the year and the labor had explained that this is automatic so mm-hmm. government has no choice so whether or not they get the tranche in june it has, they, in. it has to kick in in july and so government has to work uh, for this to happen so that's why they've staggered very interesting analysis that uh, went into the negotiations today leading to this staggering but is labor happy with the 22 percent 25 23 and 25 percent because knowing that they went into this negotiation with 75.1 percent went down to 60 percent yesterday meeting ended inconclusively and today we're back uh, with 23 and 25 percent which will be staggered and that will be included in the budget tomorrow it should be i mean that's that was the whole idea uh, with getting this done now before tomorrow so mm. overnight you can expect none of the hard numbers have been agreed it should go into the budget in fact the deputy uh, uh, labor and employment minister was clear that they were hoping to get a maximum increase in the uh, base pay of 19 percent mm. he says all the computations that have been done said that would be the optimal amount for government the government can take that anything be- beyond that would have caused a bit of a headache for government's budget now they have of, of course have to agree to 23%. So they are now going to struggle overnight to see how they work the numbers for it to work in the budget. But question about Labour. Is Labour happy? Mm-hmm. Labour says they have to take this for now because they understand that if they don't, the economy will crash because we have the IMF program. Uh, you just don't take my word for it. Listen to Dr. Bampoado who leads the uh, civil and local government staff union. Government upon government, whichever colour it is, I've always complained no money. 
no money. They have given us all sorts of reasons. They have jobs. But we have resolved that this must change. Next round of negotiations, governments will have enough money to even give us double living wage. And to do that, I think we have to look at the wastage in our system. We as labor, we are not going to wait for another year before we start talking about these things. I think we start talking about these things now. And we have resolved that any which way, freedom must come. Well, so that's um, Isaac Bampuado, uh, one of those who appended their signatures to this particular agreement uh, with government. So on the side of government, we had Ignatius Bafwewa, Minister for Employment and Labor Relations, and Engineer Benjamin Arthur, Chief Executive of the Fair Wages and Salaries Commission on one side. We also had Dr. Anthony Yalba, Secretary General TUC, and Dr. Isaac Bampuado, whom you've been hearing, Chairman for the Forum, all appending their signature to this particular agreement uh, with government in the last hour. So, and talk of labor you've been interacting with the majority leader or say chairman sabunsu in a yet to be aired interview uh, tonight on pm express and he's calling for a rationalization of uh, the public sector i mean the question was simple ahead of tomorrow's budget what must government cut mm. and his first suggestion was that government must look at the public sector the size of the public sector is a concern uh, for him the how much the workers are taking and the toll that is having on the budget in the country is, 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 is a headache for him as well because of the low revenues that that come in and says we need to now have a conversation about rationalizing that sector uh do you do you, he was asking a few questions do you do you reduce your salary do you uh in essence reduce the size mm-hmm. of the public sector in other words some may have to go home um, mm-hmm. So he raised very serious questions that he believes that the finance minister should be considering in tomorrow's budget. Well, we'll get to that because that's very interesting, knowing that we've just had um, base pay and minimum wage amongst others increase. We'll be hearing from the majority leader shortly. It takes us into the budget 2024 and already the minority is warning it will fiercely resist any attempt by government to introduce in the budget, claiming it will worsen taxes, they say, which they say they will worsen the tax burden on Ghanaians. The budget is expected to cover all sectors of the economy with particular emphasis on revenue new generation and expenditure cut in some areas to stimulate growth. But minority spokesperson on Mines and Energy, who is also a member of the Finance Committee, John Ginapo, says Finance Minister Ken Oferiata has told them he intends to raise 12 billion cities in revenue as part of the budget. We just met the Minister of Finance at the Finance Committee. And the Minister indicates that he intends raising additional 11 billion. That's about 1% of GDP. But we have told him that we think that the people of Ghana have been taxed so much. The tax burden already is very, very high. And so it will be inappropriate to, to come with new taxes. Rather, the minister should look at cost cutting in terms of expenditure. The issue is not just about revenue. I've heard a lot of people talk about revenue. Yes, it's good to raise revenue. It's important that you look at the expenditure side as well. And so we're still waiting for the budget tomorrow. We are poised, but personally, as a member of parliament, I think that it's improper, it's unacceptable to further come up with new taxes and increase the tax burden on the ordinary Ghanaian. 
Already there's advocacy uh, by the minority to have Ken to review the existing taxes. Former minority leader Haruna Idrisu says this will give the private sector some breathing space. The biggest news Ken Ufuriata could have for Ghanaians tomorrow would have been to announce that he has reached an agreement with external creditors in order that he'll be able to save some 10.5 billion US dollars out of the 29 billion US dollars external debt. That will give him some fiscal space. But tomorrow, he's more likely to say that I'm, I'm near conclusion with external creditors, including China and Paris Club, on closure on this matter, which has become a requirement of the IMF for the release of the 600 million U.S. dollars bailout to add up to the initial 600 million U.S. dollars, which was uh, released earlier. I think that we need the 600 million U.S. dollars badly before the end of November. Other than that, the epilepsy of the city will be at crashing, uh, will be at crashing uh, level. So tomorrow, his biggest news would have been that have achieved understanding and agreement with external creditors. Regrettably, he would not be able to say that because he still has some difficulties with the external creditors, particularly China and the Paris uh, club. He has to learn from the Zambian, Sri Lankan uh, experience. More importantly, I expect him to resurrect the Suspended Fiscal Responsibility Act. None of you are raising questions about it. In the Fiscal Responsibility Act, he will resurrect it. Uh, like Jesus Christ, it has to come back again because there must be fiscal discipline, work towards fiscal uh, consolidation. And you see, when you come for a review and amendment to a suspended act, itself will be a problem. So we can get, uh, a review of uh, uh, taxation. Now, we must also, as a country, all of us, including those of us in the NDC, must begin looking for answers as to how to deal with the continuous depreciation of the city. We need to work to expand exports. We need to work to preserve foreign exchange in this country. That's the my, former minority leader, Haruna Idrisu there. Let me bring in Joy Business Editor, George Riafe. He has his ears and eyes on the ground when it comes to the finance ministry and uh, whilst we prepare for the budget. So, um, let's, as of today, George, um, from what we are picking up from Parliament, Finance Ministry within the corridors of government, amongst others, what are we picking up um, regarding the introduction so, of the Let's quick back, background and backtrack. We are now getting the Ministry of Finance in the official document today confirming to us that the, the budget to be influenced by the IMF program. Mm -hmm. There's something reported some few days ago with respect to growth and all those things. And one of the critical things in the fund program is about government should be working to improve revenue. Now, what form is this revenue going to take? There are also arguments that Ghana as a country, we are still not raising the required revenue to fund the expenditure. So if you look at the program and some pressures coming from the fund and also what, how can government raise revenue mm. to fund the essential services, looking at what they claim to be the rigidity in the budget, something has to be done. Okay. And that could be in the form of reviewing the rates, hiking the rates, or introduction 
of some new taxes. Mm. There could be a political cost to it. And MFA, knowing what happens, and Evans will tell you that there's been a day where an hour before budget presentation, the yes, document change. was withdrawn. Mm. But the economists will always say, holding all these factors constant, there is the likelihood that there could be some new taxes or reviewing existing rates to deal with this revenue gap and challenge that governments faced with. Reviewing existing rates upward. Yeah. Is that the case? Okay. Well, George, uh, we'll be waiting uh, for you to come back uh, with business, but uh, we've been hearing, we've been talking about the majority leader, Osechi Mensabuns, who is tonight pushing for the rationalization of the public sector payroll as he questions government's expenditure on the overly large public sector. But the issue that you're raising about cutting government expenditure really is a matter that should concern all of us. Government's payroll, people in civil service, public service, how much are we spending as a nation on them? Is it justifiable? As we see you in the go to yeah. You go to La Côte d'Ivoire, right? People in public service, less than, less than 200,000. Here in Ghana, we are over 700,000. Do we justify it? How do we justify it? But the very genesis of our, our national development. Remember, whereas Kofi Boigny at Independence was talking about letting private sector lead economic growth, ours was premised more or less on a socialist system, which is why we had a very big public service. Can we go on that way? or we need to rationalize. So it's, it's really a discussion that, a, a serious conversation that we should have at the national level. Do you want to see something tomorrow's budget that addresses this problem? You can't overnight do that. Let's say having the public service. You can't do that overnight, right? And if you have to do that with significant cuts, we must have a thing through relocating them. Uh, what kind of compensation are you going to provide? It's going to be huge. You, you believe the public sector is bloated? I think that we have, I wouldn't want to use the word bloated, but it's, it's overly large, a commensurate But do I give that a justification for the number and what they Nobody earn, is saying that it's not justified. But that's why we're talking about rationalization. Mm. Let's rationalize as a country. It's not just for this government because others have been able to have huge improvement in national development with fewer numbers. Can we do the same? Or let's, let's ensure that everybody at this stage of our national development has men. In that case, what happens to the wage levels, right? Because people will have to be provided with living uh, salaries, not just existential salaries. What, what do we do going forward? It's a huge conversation that we should have as a I want to catch the full interview on PM Express later tonight at 9 p.m. Well, let's bring in economist and professor of finance at the University of Ghana Business School, Professor Gottfried Bokping. We're grateful for your time here on Newsnight. So it's a fact. We have a big public sector for the majority leader. It needs rationalization and then some significant cut. Is this a time that we can do this? Can we really achieve that? I think that underlining all of this is the lack of governance reforms and, uh, and the vacuum that, is, that has been created, also supported by the Constitution, 
which has been exploited by politicians over the years, since 1982. And I'm not sure the politicians are really committed to actually resolving that. No, that incentive is not there. The political will is not there. So what we have done since 1992 is to actually shift that burden increasingly to households and private sector through higher taxes. And 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 it's the same narrative you also see reflecting in the in the seventeenth IMF supported program. If you look at the narrative, the understanding is that Ghana's program is largely revenue. And therefore the program is heavily based on revenue enhancement measures, expecting to contribute about three percent of GDP um, in the next three years, while the expenditure cut is only contributing about two percent. So this is, is this is what the program mirrors. Okay, so there isn't any research in the IMF program to fundamentally do something about what the majority leader is saying. And government itself doesn't intend to do that. It's very clear in the program. And that is why you see the program. If you look at the scale up of revenue to GDP ratio, we are looking at doing something around 17.3% in 2024, moving from, let's say, below 15%. And to even increase your revenue by one percentage point of GDP, it tells you the impact that is going to have on households and the private sector. At a time when households are already distressed, and the same thing like uh, private sector. Okay, so, so I'm not too sure we are ready, and I'm not too sure Ghana really is ready across the political divide that we want to be able to do the needful. It may be painful now, in order to have a future we all can be proud of. We are not working towards creating that future. Well, thankfully, he agrees that it can be done in the immediate. Maybe later on we can have that conversation. But something that has to be done immediately, at least for next year, is government's being able to raise 12 billion CDs, at least from the meeting that the minority talks about with the finance ministry. That's the intention of the finance minister. 12 billion CDs next year. How can we do this without new taxes? That is precisely the point, right? When did government come to the realization that the problem is the expenditure? MFA, we have been talking about this in the past two, three years, right? Why didn't government reflect this understanding in the IMF supported program? Why was it that in the IMF program we have chosen to burden Ghanaian to higher taxes rather than cutting expenditure? How many times should we say this? Okay. So it's something like telling the public something and doing exactly the opposite. That is what Ghana has been doing. Look, MFA, go back to the Ghana Beyond Aid document and check the target we set for ourselves through to 2028. We set targets, we know the right thing to do, and do exactly the opposite. Okay? We have been talking about cutting the number of ministers and ministries. For how long should we continue saying that? Okay, look, you know, the reality is that if you look at the way the program is designed, once your revenue shortfall in 2023, you are unable to meet the targets, you have to, you have to come out with measures in how you can meet those targets. Because remember that the IMF debt sustainability analysis that has been done, both in terms of growth projections, revenue expenditure, for which we are expecting the gap, to be filled by uh, debt restructuring, both domestic and external debt restructuring. We have set targets, and we have indicated to the fund that we will work towards that. 
So that is quite that's going to be quite challenging for Ghanaians. Mm. Already, the private sector is overburdened with taxes. And we'll be hearing from them talking about how it will cripple their businesses. But knowing that 2024 is an election year, Professor Bokping, briefly, what will be your ideal budget? I, there's going to be pressure on the government because if you look at it from organized labor, they are looking at something higher than what they, they have been getting previously. The understanding also is that in an election year, enforcement of tax measures government is usually a bit slow because it may affect the election outcome so over the years we realize that the projections in terms of the fiscal target that we, we, we project for the election year we tend to exceed that over over all the competitive elections you can look at 2000 2008 the exception you can trace it to 2004 you can look at 2008 2012, 2016, even 2020. Okay, so there's going to be a challenge. And, and we, we, we know that next, next year is a test of how IMF programs will be able to withstand the shocks of our usual political business cycle. Remember, it's not the IMF, a new IMF. It's the same old IMF. We know them. What happened in 2016? 2016, we were under an IMF-supported program. Almost all the program targets that we had in the 2016, we, we, we couldn't meet them. In fact, when we were done with the 2016 election, the first year progress that we made under the 16th IMF supported program were completely reversed. So when we were done with the elections, we needed to ask for extension in order to bring the program back on track. And, and we fear something similar may happen as we go into the 2024 election. The real issue will begin to show up after the second half. And particularly the last four months of the competitive election year, nobody manages anything in this country. Mm. Professor Godfred Bokping, we are grateful. That's an economist, also professor of finance at the University of Ghana Business School. We're watching that and of course we'll bring you live uh, proceedings from Parliament tomorrow as a finance minister, uh, you know, uh, presents to Parliament the 2024 budget. But speaking of taxes, we've been hearing from Guta. Yes, Guta has been speaking about it. And of course, once it goes up, everybody else is going to feel the pinch, particularly them. And as they always will want, if the taxes go up, they will pass it on to of all of us. Uh, listen to the President of Guta, Dr. Joseph Obin. Um, coming from the last quarter of uh, 2022, due to the effect of the um, um, depreciation of the city, um, most of our capitals got depleted, over 50%, and it is true. Mm. Most capitals got depleted. And so coming from that um, angle, and then we also having the um, IMF program with the new, new taxes that were imposed on us, alongside the old taxes, uh, many taxes that we have, have made cost of doing business extremely very high. That's how we have to adopt uh, efficient ways and take away all corruptible um, um, practices when it comes to uh, our expenditure. This, this has been the bane. Because if you, uh, you do not ensure value for money, contracts, for instance, well, maybe a contract that normally the private sector would have gone for 
um, one uh, million dollars. One government go for the same contract, the same value, the same everything. He's going for about ten million. So it's a waste, complete waste. VAT well, should uh, be taken out of the table for you. On VAT, they should be and it should be taken because when I go and buy my goods from abroad, once it's being exported. They take the VAT from it before it's exported so that the, the product becomes cheaper. Well, that's a guta there on their concerns. Well, the Ghana Medical Association also have enough lining their expectations ahead of the budget. We have spoken about logistical constraints in many facilities. And as I have said, many facilities continue to deal with uh, difficulties in having basic equipment. Some regions may not necessarily have CT scans. And sometimes uh, uh, logistics, basic logistics for health workers to be able to deliver the care in the quality way that they need to do. We expect that there should be some allocations for things like that. We also expect that government should speed up the construction of the hospitals that are available. The Agenda 111. Agenda 111. And also some of them that are still yet to be utilized. And then in particular, the La General Hospital one, which served a huge enclave of the country. Uh, it's one of the ones that we have, uh, as an association, followed up directly on. We have been informed that some efforts are being made to restart, but we expect that this should be sped up and finished. But then beyond just finishing these facilities, we expect that government puts in measures to, em to employ the requisite staff numbers to be able to man uh, these facilities. Again, National Health Insurance is one of them. They should look at the tariffs. Many facilities are looking at how difficult these tariffs are. As much as it, it has been increased, and we are grateful for that, they should look at the tariffs and then also pay them on time, even though we, we credit government for having done well in paying the, 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 the health insurance uh, uh, to facilities uh, much better than in the past. But we expect that they should do more so that facilities can be able to get the necessary tools, logistics, and equipment and then also motivate their human resource to be able to serve the people better as we move forward. That's the General Secretary of the Ghana Medical Association outlining their expectations ahead of the 2024 budget. In the meantime, we're looking at inflation. Yes, and inflation is going down. Mm -hmm. Very interesting uh, when you begin to break it down into pieces. The latest inflation figures from the uh, Ghana Statistical Service indicates uh, an increase in the cost of banku, mm -hmm. right? Uh, for the average man with foodstuffs necessary for preparation contributing to uh, top 20 items with the highest rate of price changes from October to 2023, right? And so that is that is important. I mean, and MFA Power likes her banco and Ademe uh, so <laughs> much. And so this is comes to her with a great, great, great surprise and pain. Now, according to the government's administration, Professor uh, Kobnenin, among the top 20 items include Kondo, yes. Mm -hmm. Fresh cassava, yes. And oh, of course, <laughs> tilapia, fresh tomatoes, and smoked herrings. From a year-on-year -year perspective, among the 20 items that recorded the highest price changes, we particularly focus on two of the items that have significant weight, that is weight greater than one, which means that any policy intervention directed at these items is likely to have a positive returns in terms of a slowdown in the rate of inflation. Specifically, these items were fresh tomatoes with a weight of 1.2% and smoked herrings with a weight of 2.9%. So these are two items that we identified in the 20 items with the highest changes for October 2023. 
Of the 20 items, we've also identified five new entrants that in September 2023, they were not part of the 20 items with the highest price changes, but for October 2023, they've made it in the ranking of the 20 items with the highest price changes for October 2023. This includes condo with also a significant weight of close to one, fresh cassava, fresh juice, tilapia, and bicycles that have found its way in the 20 items with the highest price changes for October 2020. And Kofi Jason in the studio with us. And Kofi, let's be clear. Mm. Headline inflation is down. Yeah. Okay. But in there, when you begin to unpack it, there's some items that are still contributing to not a more significant reduction. So these are what we call the top 20 items, and they all record inflation rates above the headline figure of 35.2 percent these inflation rates are all about 50 percent mm -hmm. now because mfm mentioned banku let me look at some of the key ingredients we use in preparing banku and their inflation rates so you look at condo for instance it's around 57 percent mm. cassava which you said is that glimmer right the fresh one is around 56.8 percent now, if you are preparing banku, you definitely will need tomatoes to do your pepper and all of those things. Exactly. It's it. around 53.6% uh, inflation. Tilapia, very important, Evans, is 53.2%. And then we have other, you know, product, probably not for banku, but there's rice, but there's inflation, smoked, herring also. smoked herrings. In fact, some people love their banku with uh -huh. smoked herrings. That's the biggest. Uh, you know, contributor with the weight of 2.9, inflation is 61.6 percent. So, this is Amani, you're talking about Amani smoked Amani, yeah. Oh, Amani. Interesting. What about dog meat and sanitary parts? Because we know that's featured previously. What's the situation well, there? These are two items. If you look at from January to October, they've been featuring consistently. If you look at the top 20 items, and dog meat is here again. <laughs> it's number four on the list with an inflation of 67.5 percent it's mm. almost twice the national average we don't know what is actually cost, costing happening? this but there's also sanitary pad with an inflation of 56.3 percent there's rice mm -hmm. there's um you know fish fried fish and then there's also cassava and other things like fruits and purchase you of had new bicycles. Underwear. New bicycles. Yes, yes, you yes, had yes. Underwear ladies' season, underwear yeah. is currently not in. It has okay. been substituted by been you know. Unseated. <laughs> okay, you are not buying ladies' underwear again. Men, what's happening? Evans. Uh, oh, okay. I'm, I'm George Rafe has an answer for that, um, and and he's uh, coming in. George, what's happening? Asking the question that MF Papa was asking. You can't even repeat the question. Oh. Are you saying you don't buy underwear for your wife? Do you, do you want us to share some uh, WhatsApp messages? You let's share WhatsApp messages. <laughs> Every of your thoughts there expressed uh, through our WhatsApp line. Uh, 0551111997. Let me share them with you. Uh, Musa Bato says, I don't know what went into the reasons for the leadership of Labour to accept the 23%, but in my view, it's woefully inadequate considering the fact that inflation hits uh, more than 50%, uh, unprecedented economic hardship. Well, inflation is down now. Mm -hmm. um, so, what, 35.2? 30, yes, 38.1. Yeah. Last uh, September was 35.2. 35.2 now, yeah. uh, today. So, it's gone down. Uh, workers are going in uh, opulent expenditure by government. So, he has concerns about the way government is handling the issues. Uh, more on this subject. Vuvuga 
Kwashi from Bogatanga. Yevuga. Yevuga mm-hmm. Kwashi says the time has come. That's uh, our labor union leaders have failed us. How can you move from 75% to 23%? How many of the union members have they consulted before accepting the 23% increase? The time has come for all union members to force their respective union leaders to resign because all of them do not care about what the union members are passing, uh, are currently enduring, he says. And uh, please tell the statistician to save the credibility of the statistical service by churning out these credible figures because mm. Ganyan will agree with what he's telling us. I, I believe he's feeling something else in his pocket. Mm. Well, but that's the scientific data, uh, giving you a sense of the general uh, picture. So also, uh, this one has no name, but he says at the beginning, the middle of the year, I could buy kukunte, <laughs> one of my first favorites. Yes, I love it. At three Ghana cities and eat to my satisfaction. Kokote, aka face the wall, aka Okulacha, <laughs> uh, for a bit of a t- two months now. I'm having to buy between five to seven CDs, depending on how Kukunte. stressful. Five Kukunte, to seven. Five to seven CDs. Ah. It says, depending on how stressful my day has been, and if I need to survive the night, the inflation is killing us. Um, well, um, that is the view there of, uh, of uh, our dear listener on the Kokonte issue. And mm-hmm. the final one from Samin Kumar says there is no hope for us as Ghanaian youth in the in tomorrow's budget uh, to ameliorate the hardship we have been walloping in. The mm. budget remains an old wine in a new skin. The finance minister is just coming, he says, to uh, strong words there. Tell us something that I guess he hears or not. Interesting comments there, even. But I think Very that also comment. we should we should get something clear that when the statistician talks about inflation coming down, doesn't mean that prices are dropping. Mm-hmm. You're looking at the rate of increase slowing down during a year-on-year comparison. So the rate at which prices were going up on the market, we've seen some marginal reduction, but that doesn't mean that prices are not going up on the market. And inflation, it's measuring the change in price than just saying that. So it still means that it has slowed down compared to the previous year. It doesn't mean that prices are coming down automatically. So let's see how things... There are projections that we could be going down further yeah. to hit about 27% by end of the year. Okay. You know, so let's see how things will pan out even. Well, coming up in business, government could introduce some new taxes and review existing rates in the 2024 budget. Significant decline in foodstuff prices pushed October inflation rate to new record levels of 35.2%, the third drop of the last half of this year. The Business News on Newsnight is brought to you by MTN Business. Welcome to the new world of business. Kingdom Books and Stationery, Syntax Tanks and Pepsodent, Charcoal and Herbal. Hey, ma, the way you're always getting alerts these days, I won't be surprised to hear that you have gotten a Momo for Business account by my next visit home. Oh, I'm already on Momo for Business, so... Ah, since when? Since, since. <laughs> now, it's easy to apply for a merchant sim. All you need is a registered MTN number, your business certificate, your Ghana card, and you are good to go. Sir. You think you are the only one who knows what's up, eh? Look, I just dialed star 5051 one hash selected register and the region i was requesting the sim from and waited for my sms with my reference number you can even go online at momo merchant application dot mtn 
www.ghanaeducation.com.gh and complete the details for an even better experience. Hey, Grandma Mumu. <laughs> Sign up for Momo for Business the easy and simple way. Just visit momomerchantapplication.mtn.com.gh or dial star 5051 hash and follow the prompts and be on your way to owning a Momo business account today for free. MTN. Son, we are so proud of you for setting up this hospital. I really love those hospital beds and waiting chairs. By the way, did you import them? No, Dad, I didn't. I actually got them from Kindle Books and Stationery right here in Ghana. Wow. We also bought our office supplies, safes, executive desks and chairs from Kingdom, and they gave us expert advice on how to set up our office. Guys, that makes three of us. I also got our sofa and bedroom sets, plus our dining hall furniture for our new home from Kingdom. Wow, Mom, that makes four of us. I usually get my stationery items from Kingdom. And my teacher also mentioned that our classroom furniture was provided by Kingdom. So there you have it. Whenever you're thinking about setting up an office or acquiring furniture for your home, etc., Kingdom Books and Stationery should be your first point of call. With over 40 years' experience in the industry, we stock and supply a wide variety of globally sourced office and home furniture, stationery, and equipment. Visit our head office, Osu Akwaje, or our office near the Osu Stadium. We're also in Tema Committee 1, opposite Olam SHF, Kumase KNUSD Campus, UCC. Cape Coast and now at the Marina Mall Airport City or call us 0302 764101 has it all. Syntex Tank was first to introduce double-layer tank and now you can have as many layers as you want. Syntex Tank was first to introduce white inner layer tanks in Ghana and now introduces the customer specs order which will let you order any color and size you want. Syntex Tanks gives you the biggest warranty of 7 years which no other tank gives you. So whatever your water consumption, size of project or demand, choose Syntex Tank. Syntex Tank, stress-free. Syntex Tank, reliable. Syntex Tank, maximum guarantee. Call 0244-335-168. Kumasi 0505-555-666. Or visit SyntexGH.com. Syntex Tank, a year strong, a year tough. For over 10 years, Old Mutual has been touching lives in Ghana. Whether you're a trader or a student, an entrepreneur, or an employer, or nearing your retirement, we have the right financial solutions tailored just for you. Contact Old Mutual on 030-7000-600 or visit our website on oldmutual.com.gh to learn more. And let's realize your financial freedom together. 10 years of greatness, here for a lifetime. Old Mutual, do great things every day. Chalet inside my car, dear drama. Wow, the movie lovers always get some story to share, and the Premier League lovers too. They like complain. Hey, VR, ego over you. Hey, this one, dear, it's like you're talking about me. The DSTV movie channels, oh. Over me. This festive season, it go over you even more on DSTV. Sports are sports, movies and swap movies, kids channels are kids channels. And if you happen to be out this festive period, the DSTV stream go meet you there. Dial star 759 hash to reconnect or stay connected and unbox the entertainment this festive season. DSTV, it's your moment. The luckiest, luck is everywhere, for everyone. 
keep buying your luckiest ticket with Star 712 Hash as an individual, a group, an association, or even a community, and stand a chance of winning in the community draw or the ultimate draw on 23rd of December. Be the luckiest on Star 712 Hash and win millions. Ticket sale starts on October 4th, 2023, and draw date is on 23rd December 2023. Play responsibly, not for persons under 18 years. This promotion is regulated by the NLA on the Caritas platform. Win millions on Star 712 Hash. You could be the luckiest. I'm a you welcome back to business on news night now government could introduce some new taxes and review existing rates the 2024 budget this is what Joy Business is picking up from persons with knowledge of the budget document. There is more in this report. The expected action may have been influenced by concerns that government is still not raising enough revenue to deliver on public services. Joy Business understands that government finds itself in a difficult position. Therefore, cutting expenditure may still not be enough to get the expected results. This is due to what government claims is the rigidity of the budget and the amount that it is supposed to spend next year on some essential items. We should not also forget about the IMF program, which hinges on revenue mobilization, a development that could be forcing government to go this way. We also understand that another development that might have complicated government's situation is the fact that all doors to raise revenue outside has been shut when it comes to eurobond, bilateral and private capital borrowings. Therefore, it is pushing some pressure on government to explore some innovative ways to raise more revenue. We are also learning that looking at the revenue gap, even being heavy on tax efficiency and collections may not be enough. But looking at how things have happened, one cannot rule out what may arise. This is because things could change and the finance minister may not go ahead with this plan of introducing new taxes in the 2024 budget. And that is a business tax report. Now, panel members of the University of Professional Studies pre-budget dialogue series have advised government to employ strategic measures to broaden the country's tax net. They have also appealed to government to rationalize its expenditure to stabilize the economy. Chief Executive of the Ghana National Chamber of Commerce and Industry, Mark Bedouabaji, was part of the panel that questioned the government's inability to pay its loans despite the numerous taxes imposed on businesses. It's not about increasing taxes or introducing new ones. It's about how effective you are in collecting those taxes. So I think that we have enough taxes as at now, and we don't expect any other tax from the 2024 budget. What we expect that they should look at the expenditure side. The issue is your ability to pay for the money that you have borrowed. And that also depends on 
what you invested or how you invested the money you have borrowed. We have consistently been going to the euro bond market, borrowing at a commercial rate and using it to finance consumption. Where are you going to get the revenue to, be, to pay back the loan? Chief Executive of the Ghana National Chamber of Commerce and Industry, Mark Bedouabwaje. The steep decline in the rate at which prices of foodstuffs were increasing has helped push inflation rate for the month of October 2023 to new record level. Data from the Ghana's school service show that the rate for last month stood at 35.2%. There is more in this report. Data from the Ghana Statistical Service showed the slowdown was influenced by reduction in the rate at which price of food staff increased in October 2022 compared to that of October 2023. The development doesn't mean that prices are dropping, but rather the rate of increases has slowed significantly compared to the same period in 2022. A careful look at the data again showed that there were changes for imported inflation and that of items produced locally. However, rate of decline items produced locally recorded the beggars when you review the data put out by the Ghana Statistical Service. Alcoholic beverage, tobacco and narcotics posted the highest rate of price increase compared to the same period last year. This is the third time from August 2023 that the rate of increase in the general price level of goods and services has slowed to this new level. In July 2023, inflation rate was 43.1%, while ending October, it stood at 35.2%. There are some strong indications that inflation rate could be going down further in the coming month. Some have even argued that it is likely end-year inflation will lower than what the 30% that has been projected by the government. And that is a business tax report. Now, Bank of Ghana says it is still concerned about the involvement of bank staff in financial sector fraud. This has led to the implementation of many measures on ethics by the central bank in collaboration with stakeholders in order to maintain sanity in the sector. Speaking on behalf of the governor of the Bank of Ghana, the city's anniversary of a banking on ethics conference in Accra, director of ethics and internal investigations at the central bank, Dr. Bernard Otterbell, hinted that although there's reduction in fraud cases, it still remains a top concern for the banking sector. The bank's SDIS and PSP's fraud reports that the Bank of Ghana issues yearly give strong signals that our focus on ethics and internal behavior should be strengthened. Although the 2022 bank's SDI and PSP's fraud report showed a decline in staff involvement in fraud cases to 188 in 2022 from 278 in 2021. The persistence of these unethical acts amongst employees of banks and SDIs remain a concern. As reported, most of the incidents involving bank staff had to do with cash theft, that is cash suppression from customers. Director of Ethics and Internal Investigations at the Bank of Ghana, Dr. Bernard Otebel. The Securities and Nation Commission is working with the Ministry of Finance to set up an investor protection fund for investors. The objective of this investor protection fund is to compensate retail investors whose investments are impaired in an event that the asset management firms default in meeting the claims of these investors. Reverend Daniel Ogbamitete is the Director General of the Securities and Exchange Commission and he spoke to Joy Business on the sidelines of the Ghana Stock Exchange annual Ring the Bell program to mark the local bears that is three years of anniversary celebration today. I believe that financial literacy is one of the key things when it comes to 
participating in the securities industry or the financial sector for that matter. At the SEC, we are embarking on a number of initiatives. So under our capital market master plan, one of the pillars has to do with uh, deepening the investor base. And one of the tools to achieve that is to strengthen the financial literacy campaign. We are approaching it on a number of levels. Director of the Securities and Exchange Commission, Reverend Daniel Ogbamitete. And that's all for business on Newsnight. And some interesting development for. And that's all for business on Newsnight. <laughs> The online pitch for the new business account was in shambles yesterday. We lost the pitch. Eh, tell me about it. We started off very confident and then the office broadband went down. When we set up the hotspots from the phone to reconnect, the data allocation also got finished. You are joking. I wish. The meeting room was hot. Kobe quickly tried calling them to give us some more time, but he had no airtime. Total chaos. They also gave us feedback that our website didn't have enough information. How can you run a business this way and hope to grow? Oh dear. Your business communication can be way better than this. Vodafone One Business is a complete communications package that gives you broadband with data transfer to mobile phones, mobile package with free calls among employees, landline with free calls and website design plus domain name registration. At Vodafone Business, we understand that strong connections within your business lead to success. Call 050-777-9000 or sign up by sending an email to sme at vodafone.com. Vodafone, feather together. Ready? Let's go. We all go bring some savannah. Everyone is dancing. Everyone is singing. Because everyone is painting with Savannah. Savannah paints from Azar are affordable enough for everybody to fulfill their paint needs. Paint more, pay less. Savannah paints, we all go paint some. We all go paint some savannah. We all go paint some. We interrupt this program to bring you this important information. It's Black Friday! Welcome to the season of discounts at Samsung. This November, you can get up to 2,400 Ghana Cities discount on the Epic Galaxy S23 Ultra. Discounts everywhere! Get 60 to 800 Ghana Cities discounts on handsets like the Samsung Galaxy A04 range, A14, A24, A34, and A54. We're also introducing our new Galaxy S23 FE at an unbeatable price. It's Black Friday! The Samsung Black Friday sale is from the 10th to the 26th of November in all authorized Samsung shops nationwide. What are you waiting for? Terms and conditions apply. Temas Secondary School, in partnership with the Tamasco All Students Association, invites you to the 62nd Speech and Prize Giving Day under the theme Enhancing Digital Technology Education in Ghana for Competitive Advantage. Date is Saturday, November 18, 2023. Time is 9 a.m. sharp. Venue is the forecourt of the school's administration block. The esteemed chairperson for this event is Anchorite Juliet Ampoma Okai, and guest speaker is Anchorite Dr. E. Kwame Obing, Anchorite Umaru Sanda, Amelie Josu and Thelma Taki will steer the affairs of the day. Don't miss this year's celebration. Be there with us on November 18 at Tamasco for a memorable time. Tamasco, Nil Nisi Optima. Nothing but the best.
to stay with us here on News Night. Let's do sports. Crowd House of Folk. Let's go. Yeah, Crowd House of Folk. Well, uh, not sure what's happening in the club, but they appointed this man. He's a dark tactician. Uh, three months ago, he was expected to lead a Crowd House of Folk to the Premier League title after they last won it about two, three seasons ago. But it didn't work out for them. After 10 games, he's only managed two wins, six draws and two losses. And the club is currently languishing on the 11th position of the Premier League table. Well, they released a statement and announcing his dismissal. And my colleague Haruna Mubarak has more in this report. Two wins, two losses, six draws, six goals scored, five goals conceded. That's the record of Dutch trainer Martin Koopman as the head coach of Hearts of Oak. The poor run of form has seen the club drop to the 11th position and just two points above the relegation zone in the Ghana Premier League. The club says Koopman's departure is part of a plan to restructure the technical team and assistant coach Abdul Rahim Bashiru will take over the role in the interim before a substantive coach is hired. Hearts face Accra Lions in a regional derby in their next match on Saturday. We're back there on that heart of folk situation. So we wait to see. Uh, the assistant coach is the one who has taken over now, but uh, Bashir Hayford has been tipped to replace Koopman, and we'll wait to see if that happens. That's it for sports, MFA. Thank you very much, Ms. Bao. Now, Minister for Health, Kwekwaji Mamenu, says, work on the demolished La General Hospital will commence soon. Although he failed to provide any specific timeline, the minister was hauled before the house after the MP for Ladekut upon delivered a statement on the floor of the lack of action last week. According to Kwekwaji Mamenu, the project cost has been revised from 68 million euros to 50 million euros, and the finance minister has identified a financing source for the project. Mr. Speaker, at the 37th session of cabinet, the president directed the ministers of trade and industry health and finance to find alternative sources of funding to recommence the projects. Through the efforts of the three-man committee, the Minister for Finance has now identified funds locally to continue the projects with the same civil works scope but a reduced price of 50 million euros. The contractors have resubmitted the advanced compensation guarantee to the Minister of Health, which has been processed to the Minister of Finance for payment. The project consultants and the ministry's technical team have met with the contractors to draw up a roadmap for the continuation of the project once the funds are received. The contractor indicates that once the funds hit the account, they will remobilize the site within one week. Mr. Speaker, so unfortunately, I couldn't get some of these things shown on the video, but there are materials on site worth over $8 million that a contractor has put there to recommence work with. They were mobilizing, they actually mobilized, they were on site when suspension happened. Now we have all these materials there, there are very few skeleton staff on the site, and now that they are going to get back to site, we believe the project will move very quickly. At this point, Mr. Speaker, all parties the contract have shown a very clear willingness and commitment to work. And we trust that this project will be carried out in earnest and completed within the 24-month duration as originally stated. So that's uh, the health minister today, 14th November.
2023 in Parliament. Well, I'll hear reactions. I'll bring you reactions shortly, but let me refresh your memory. What this joint news tracker on pronouncements made in 2021-2022 on the La General Hospital. Times are wasting. Times are wasting. You've got work to do. In 2019, the government of Ghana pulled down the La General Hospital in the La Dadekotopon constituency in Accra because it had structural defects. The plan was to build an ultra-modern hospital for the people of La and also to serve other neighboring communities. At the sword-cutting ceremony, the traditional priest praised the government for this laudable project. <laughs> This redevelopment project is being financed by a credit facility from the Standard Chartered Bank of the United Kingdom with an export credit guarantee from Sinoshore of the People's Republic of China to the tune of 68 million euros with an insurance cover of 3,860,000 euros. With the land already available for construction, the government estimated that the project will be completed in 30 months. The project, which was supposed to begin in August 2020, should be completed in February 2023. In the 26th month of the supposed construction timeline, which is October 2022, it flew a drone over the facility and it showed that the construction had not yet begun. In 2021, the health minister, Kweku Achiman Menu, informed parliament that government was working on insurance coverage for the project before work would commence. The contractor is insisting that not until Sanusho issues the insurance cover, they cannot move to site. And therefore, finance minister has been informed, they are engaging, and the indication is that that problem will soon be resolved. And um, since the ministry does not control that activity, it will be difficult for me to give a very specific point in time. All I can say is that it will be very soon. So very soon. How soon? It's soon because we've had soon today. We've had soon in 2021, soon in 2022. That's the situation with the La General Hospital. And there's been reaction in Parliament. The minority says the minister's statement was empty. Uh, amongst others. Um, we'll hear more subsequently on myjournalline.com. Well, mm-hmm. It's <laughs> yeah. live here on Newsnight on Joy 99.7 FM. And guess who is joining us? We are not live on Newsnight. Newsnight is done. Oh, we're still live on Newsnight. <laughs> okay, we are live <laughs> on, on Joy. On, uh, on Geek Squad. Uh, Geek Squad. Yes. Yeah. Good evening. Hi. Today I'm calling you peps too. What are you discussing? This evening we are looking at methods for parental device monitoring. Last week we started a topic on seeing the need for our wards to have devices, especially when it comes to the education. But then with having these devices, can we have some kind of monitoring in place so that they don't just do anything on it but they use their devices for the right things that we expect them to use I have them to follow my phone call parent link thing mm-hmm. um google mm. android i can monitor everything yeah 
but these children always find a way you know more details oh, of that. oh sometimes they always find a way yo they always find a way so my, i'll be listening he hasn't found a way yet <laughs> my 16 year old has found a way so i'm hoping to listen to to get something new today i can't wait babe sure <laughs>